Hello and welcome back to Eventide Radio. This is a fan-made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of different topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, this show is about having in-depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scotty, and with me are my co-hosts, Rob, Robbie, and Will. Rob, what have you been up to this week? Uh, just trying to chip away at Master Vault of Glass for Atheon Challenge. Got it done the other night, feeling pretty good. Cool, cool. Robbie, what about you? Farming moon weapons, helping people level up so they can actually do Master with us. Sweet. Will? Um, I've just been jumping into PvP and using different off-meta weapons just to have some bit of fun besides Trials, so... Mm-hmm. So to preview our topics for today, we're going to start off by talking about exotic drops like Vex Mythic Class, 1000 Voices, Eyes of Tomorrow, those raid drops. Then we're going to talk PvP as a whole, just in general. Uh, then we're going to talk about our personal favorite exotics, just in general. Or maybe we'll talk specifically for favorite exotics for specific scenarios. And that's about it. So to start off, before we were recording, of course, we didn't record this, we were having a very heated discussion about uh vex mythoclast and i believe it's tied to the vault of glass seal correct yes rob i know this is your your topic if you'd like to to start yeah so i was just venting uh because i'm i'm working and chipping away at the fate breaker title and i have uh pretty much everything that can be achieved on that seal so far uh except for you know a couple of the challenge modes that have yet to be uh doable on master uh, but I still don't have Vex Mythoclast, and I have uh, 25 uh, Vault of Glass completions so far. And so we were just kind of talking about how it really sucks, in my opinion, it really sucks to have uh, an aspect of RNG tied to uh, a seal, especially like the, the raid seals where, you know, I, I would think... Uh, a good aspect of it should be tied to, you know, skill and actual, like, achieving and, and completing the, the raid. Um, but then to go and make it so that you have to get Vol- or Vex Mythoclast to, to complete that title, like, mm-hmm. just sucks. And, uh, but, but, you know, we were talking about, like, this isn't the first seal that I think has done that. Um, but it seems like they didn't do that for Deepstone Crypt. So, like, they, it kind of felt like they moved away from that as a requirement. And then now mm-hmm. here we are back with that. And that just, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think the seal should be and have, have no RNG elements. I think that's kind of stupid. But um, I know, Robbie, did you have an alternative opinion to this? Uh, yeah, I think when I see someone with Riven's Vein, going about and i know that he had to do a petros run which is incredibly hard to get people to try to even attempt it now and that's mostly why i don't have it because i think i would put the time into trying to get that but i you know i can't find groups and uh, that feels like a wow thing you know when you see someone with that title walking about so it's not about rng it's about like you say like achieving something on your own and then you're entitled to the title but then with Deepstone Crypt, I think most like opinions I heard were it's too easy. Everyone's got it. You know, there's no challenge at all, nothing to it. You know, it, it became so commonplace that it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. So I think going back to something like this, where like it at least shows that you played it enough. Whether you're lucky and you get it quick like I did, or you're unlucky like Rob and you're going to take, you know, other 12 more runs to get it, then 
it means that you put the time into it and you're, you're playing it at least, I don't know, three times a week or something and you're going for it. Because I think the mentality of expecting and feeling entitled to an exotic just for... Well, I did my one raid this week and I've done it for like, you know, five weeks in a row. What the hell? It's been a month. Bungie, give me my exotic. I don't think that's how we should think as a community. Yeah, okay. so so I'm not I'm not completely disagreeing with you, but I know people that got Vex on their third run or on their second run, and it just it doesn't it doesn't reflect anything because in theory, I think you could at a minimum accomplish everything else in the Fatebreaker title within five runs. Like if you waited till Master came out and you only did the challenge modes uh like one time around you could at a minimum accomplish everything else in that title with a very very minimum set of runs and getting vex on your third run versus your 33rd run doesn't have any kind of reflection on your prowess and ability to complete and master that raid and i i would much rather have a flawless run tied to the seal and not an arbitrary magic number that I just haven't achieved yet of the number of completions that I have to do where some guy could in theory do it in five or six runs and I'm up to 25 and I don't have any hope for when I'm actually going to get Vex. And that's kind of a bummer because I know that there's people saying that they've had to do 70 plus runs on Deepstone Crypt to get Eyes of Tomorrow. And it's like, I don't know if I want to get the title if that's how many runs it's going to take. And so it's a little demoralizing after a certain point. And that's kind of the the main point that I want to get at. I don't want the vet. I don't want, I don't want the exotic handed to me. But you either have to do it in the vein of get rid of RNG from a seal, uh, or a raid seal, or you have to do like a divinity type exotic quest where something that you do within the raid allows you to get that exotic. Don't make it easy because divinity is not easy. You definitely have to work at it. But at least there's a deterministic path to getting that exotic. But you cannot tie a raid seal to an RNG drop when there's a clear history of people getting screwed over by the final raid exotic drop in raids. Like I that's... would say though that you're like at this level of player that are able to do the master version and everything. But if you think about it for most people, and I'm assuming at least what what do you want to say like something fair? 60% of the community will never clear a master vault of glass? Sure. So even if they do get the drop, they're still behind, you know, getting the ship that you already have by clearing Atheon this week. Right. Or, you know, so, so yeah, the RNG is there. And I agree that for people who do these things quickly and, you know, if you want it straight away, you're going to be pissed if you don't have it, right? But right. But for most people, it's, I don't think it's, they see it that way because even if they did get it on their first, second, third run, they're still you know, locked behind this difficulty, which, and I, there was a good explanation I heard about it, but Master Vault of Glass is not for everyone. No, I, and I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. So I, I just mean, want to, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I just want to add, as somebody who, who has, like, recently been dabbling in the harder PvE content as a PvP player, I agree with Robbie that it keeps me chasing something. Sure. But but I don't think the RNG drop is the answer. I think make it like a harder challenge that is more reliant on how well you can clear the raid as a team, how well you can execute right. um, encounters, 
you know, boss DPS, whatever it may be. I think that is more um, a better avenue to go for most of the community than just having it be some random chance at getting a drop. Um, yeah. I think tie it to something that you have to improve on as a player and execute better on as a player and as a team rather than like, oh, you know, here you go, you got it for doing well or you got it for just getting carried the whole entire time. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I do not want to see it be easy to get. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to gatekeep anything or anything like that, but I do like having to something, having something to chase for, like during the whole entire season as somebody who isn't in there every single week, getting all three clears on master, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, I, I hope I'm, I'm conveying this correctly. I'm not asking for the seal to be easier. I'm just saying that you shouldn't tie something like that to a seal when they've already made certain seal raid titles not have that as a requirement like i i'm not asking for vex like i'll get it when i get it but it's frustrating because this is the first raid seal title that i've gone for and now like i i'm getting to that point where i'm get, getting paranoid more than anything that like i'm gonna i'm gonna accomplish literally everything else in that that uh list of triumphs but i'm not gonna have vex and then it's how many times am I going to have to complete it just to get that? And it's like, at this point, completing Atheon is not the difficult part of the raid for me. So it's like, so it's like, how many, how many times am I going to just go through the motions where I don't even find joy in doing the raid anymore? I'm just going to be looking for Atheon checkpoints just to get a chance at getting it. Like, is that really the intended strategy that they want people like i agree there should always be a carrot to chase and that's why it's cool that they made the vex catalyst like you have to go in and do some additional challenge and i think divinity i still stand by i think divinity was the best way to do a raid exotic because it forces you to do something like external inside the raid that you wouldn't normally do when you run through that and that's why i think the vex catalyst is a neat idea but to just have the seal dependent on rng when it's like Okay, I feel like at this point I I've clearly mastered Vault of Glass to a certain degree because I've got twenty something odd completions on it. I've done it on master mode, like I've done all the challenges at this point. Like, what do I have to do to earn that? And it's not I'm not earning it at this point. I'm just I'm rolling a die every time, and that sucks. For sure, yeah, no, I I agree with you, but like I I want to see the difficulty kept, but I want to see it tied to more how well you can master something. That that's right. what I'm trying to say. I don't so, I don't know if I yeah. first that wrong so, or something. So, so no no no. Yeah, so I agree get, with get... you. I agree with you that I I would prefer the seal tied to something like a flawless run rather yes. than the, the RNG drop. I'll I'll see you there, but then I at the same time I still believe that you know you're not entitled to to an exotic. No. And for me, in order for it to feel like an exotic, I don't want it as a quest item. I want it as a rare drop. So, so you don't think clearing the raid or having some kind of difficulty mechanic to make sure that your team perfects it to work at that craft will grant you that exotic? You don't think that's a good avenue of going for Vex? I think there's a reward, and I think the reward that they tie to flawless completions is, according to me, fine, which is a shader because i remember when i did my flawless uh deepstone crypt and then i put my shader on and the next day i was walking around in the tower and i literally got two people private message me oh is flawless dsc hard you know so so that that's all honestly most people that go for these things care like i, I don't want it to be a gun i don't want it to be something that i use sporadically or almost never like the actual vex mythoclast right a, sh a shader is like more of like here i'm a show off 
you know, look at me, I did a flawless run. Or a title like Ribbonsbane. I agree that that makes more sense. But then I don't think the, the weapon drop has to do... Like, the way the weapon drop is being handled has anything to do with this. I will agree that flawless, instead of, you know, completing the collection, might be a better choice. I think going back to that uh, Petra's run example would probably be the best way to do it. Or the one that most people would see, like, a fair thing. But at the same time, I think that for most people, and again, not to say that you don't deserve it, because I'm pretty sure you've mastered Bolt of Glass by now, but like for most people, if you put that Flawless in there, that's going to make them actually feel like they will never get it, you know? Yeah. And, and, and for them, like I'm talking for most of the community that doesn't dedicate as much time as we do to the game, or don't have the, you know, the, the amount of time that we have, they rely on this random chance and so when they get it like if that's the last thing like you have to get it will be nice because once it drops you're going to get both the gun and the title and it will be a happy day and for them it's like that it's not tied to like a harder thing that's even harder than master well i guess you could do it in normal but you're gatekeeping more people by doing a flawless run that by timekeeping them from a random drop chance. You know what I mean? I see what you, I see so what that, you did there. That's yeah. why I think like, yeah, for me, I would rather do a flawless run and feel entitled to to the to the title and you know feel proud about it. But I, I'm happy with the shader. And I think just to for most people, this RNG is like a easier I mean, not the best way to go, but like a little better way to go for them. I yeah, I mean there should there should be some sense of I don't want to use the word elitism because that sounds really toxic, but there should be some sense of like, okay, if I'm earning this title, I want to be proud. And and I, I feel like that was kind of the original philosophy when they first did ti- like seals and titles back in the release of Forsaken, where it's like, not everyone's going to have every title. Like, that's not the point. Um, I just, I, this is just kind of like from my perspective of this is the first raid title that I've actually pursued where I'm like, oh, I think I can actually accomplish this. Uh, and then it's like, I, I thought for sure by now I'd have vexed after doing, you know, 25 ish completions and hearing all the horror stories of people doing 70 plus runs of eyes of tomorrow or of deep stone crypt and not having eyes. Like, I'm just starting to get like, okay, how long am I going to have to be running this? And, and am I going to get to the point where I'm just going to move on because like, I'm just so burned out on doing vault of glass weekend week out, um, just to feel like, just so I can check a box on a title. Uh, and then equip it, and then it's like, now what? You know, it's like I, I, I just wish. How do I want to phrase this? I just wish that they weren't so like awkwardly coveted, uh, to the point where it's like they have to make them this weird drop, or just just get rid of them from the seal title. I don't know. I just don't know why it's in there. No, uh, for sure, I, I hundred percent agree. I, I just so so Robbie, just to clarify, you would you're okay with the RNG drop of instead of it being like tied to a certain like clear this this way or flawless encounter yeah i i think it's better like okay. exotics should remain rare they're not as rare anyways like everybody's gonna get it eventually you know what i mean there's no exotic yeah. that no one can't get so it's is it really exotic like not that much yeah. i mean you're gonna sure. get it eventually so i i think for example the the catalyst quest is a, a great example that rob brought up like i did get it on i got backs on my seventh run I got the catalyst on my eighth run, and honestly, the hardest part was to find people to help you do a catalyst that no one else, you know, is gonna get anything out of it, right. and have time to orate. 
So like, unless you have friends that are going to help you get that catalyst, which by the way is not even that great, you're right. also like, it's harder to get the catalyst than to get the actual gun. I think for most people, it's going to be like that. Unless you find other five people who have the Bex and need the catalyst. So I'm assuming at some point we're going to see LFG's Bex catalyst runs. Oh yeah. Kind of like how we see the the other ones uh, for for the divinity, but right. you know. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to that point eventually. This this uh, is a great discussion too. So this is, this is super important because I think we have a lot of different opinions on. You know, like I, I just feel like if you master something, you should be rewarded with that specific. Um, that you have mastered but that's just that's just my yeah, opinion going but I'm, I think... I'm not asking for the weapon like i don't no, I, i'm I, not saying you are I, i'm just saying that you you have ma you you know anybody with 20 plus clears should have that weapon be and or like five plus clears a master because you have mastered that raid right but there is a shader right now that you can go and get i i, know, I understand that, but like shaders do, aren't do you have the shader rough just asking is that the for the flawless run no i, I haven't yeah. done the flawless run because it's not required for fate breaker all right, yeah, but the, why don't you go and I'm because that's what I want. Like that's my next, you know, move here. I would be okay yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll rather probably, have the shader. I'll probably yeah, get it at some point. It's just in in terms is, is of the like shader. Anything like you see somebody in the tower, like for example, like the old Crota shader where you saw somebody glowing a certain color, and you're like, oh my god, like I need that. Is it anything like that? It is recognizable. It's very recognizable. Kind of like the Deepstone Creep was. And yeah, yeah. Is it? I, okay. I'll have to check I it think, out. I think that's... Chatterwhite like, 2.0, essentially. Well, no, Chatterwhite is just getting the... No, that's just for getting collectibles. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Which I think is personally the best shader. Yeah, so I think like as yeah, a personal, like I look at me, I've mastered Vault of Glass. I see that shader and going around with it on even, you know, on POG content. So joining... In playlist activities and people seeing your shader and being like oh wow that guy has flawless vlog to me that's already enough and it showcases just the same if not more than the title would you know above your head sure so so it's yeah. it's both of them are there you just okay you want the title fine but like if you really want to show it uh, show it off and showcase your mastery of the raid you know rock that shader man yeah, that's fair. And and I at some point intend to do a flawless run. It's just like when I'm when I'm looking at the priorities of what do I want to spend my time doing in the game, it's like I'd rather try to chip away at the Fatebreaker title. And if that were a requirement in there, then yeah, I would certainly probably have tried to accomplish it by now or have done it, but it's since it's not a requirement, I'm not making it a priority in the same way that I'm I'm trying to like well, I mean, and we had a discussion about this last week of like how how high of a level do you really need to be in order to do master level vault of glass? And so it's like I have I have since then when I first attempted I was at thirteen thirty nine and I'll I've gotten up to thirteen forty one and I found the raid to be tremendously easier uh, in that aspect. So I found that that was a better use of my time to try to complete you know levels just so I had a better chance and and it would be easier to find an LFG group and and partake and participate. Um, but at some point, yeah, I'd be interested in doing a flawless run. It's just not a requirement. So like that's 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 how I'm looking at it. If it was a requirement, then yes, I would I would engage with that activity sooner rather than later. Um so, I, so I, out so of I understand what, what, is, what is the uh shader called for the flawless completion? I am they called corrective sure protective, is that it? I think so. Yes, something okay. like that, yes. See, I, I just think if it was like 
something you know more animated or standoutish like yeah but i don't i don't it's just not something that like i am thinking to myself like i need this for my character but uh, that's just me though so i would i would much rather have like a, an exotic weapon with like if somebody sees you running that you know like exactly how they got it you know where they got it from rather than just like a shader that even like to me is not as standoutish as like a, an exotic weapon you have on yeah but that's my point for example me i don't use the vex that much you know but the shader like the dsc shader i still use it on some things because I, I i like how it looks and people do recognize it it's quite recognizable especially for the people who are going for it yeah you know what i mean which is usually the people that care about it like you do so the people who do care about it will recognize it on you and will you know say like oh that guy got that done and that's cool. So, and again, I do understand your point, Rob. And so all I'm going to say is, yeah, it sucks that you have battering G, but if, if you don't want to get bored about, you know, the mindless running of, of uh, Vault of Glass until you get it, I'm just telling you, you th there's that thing there that you can go for. In yeah, no, and that, that's, a, that's a valid uh, intermediary trophy uh, that I could pursue that, yeah, it definitely, and I would wear it as a badge of honor, if you will. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, again, it's what you want to get out of it and, and what you want to show off and what you're proud of. And, and yeah, you're absolutely right. That that's a perfectly valid thing. I'm just commenting on, it sucks that we're back to raid seals having an RNG aspect to it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Scotty, what do you think? Um, I personally, I don't mind the fact that it's a random drop. You know, because I like the idea of exotics being random drops because it kind of, you know, mimics that same feeling you get opening like a pack of Pokemon cards and you get like something super rare. And it's just, it's not in your control at all, but it's just something super special. Like you found like a random treasure or whatever. I think that's a cool element, but I agree that it, I just, I think that simple fix would just be to not tie the exotic to the seal. I see no reason that the exotic should be tied to the seal at all. So I have, I have any of you done the exotic or uh, outbreak prime quest from D one. Yes. I love that quest. Right. So I'm not saying that every raid exotic needs to have that level of engagement for it, but I certainly have more fond memories of achieving and really genuinely, I will use the word earned that weapon. Um, versus like just playing a slot machine every time you you beat the raid um but and and at the end of the day i think there needs to be healthy balance of the two of them i think divinity mm -hmm. was a cool quest um and then i think you know like it's also really exciting like you said the the pokemon card analogy like yeah when that thing drops and you see that yellow engram on the floor and you know exactly what it is like that's awesome like i i that and you you always want to have that aspect of the game in there that's that's the whole reason you play a looter shooter is that that adrenaline rush that you get when you finally get the weapon you're looking for uh and you're you know it, you gotta you gotta satiate that chemical reaction in your body like it's it's certainly awesome yeah. um it just i don't know 
that that I'll I'll leave it alone after that. I've just I, probably what's going to happen is after we get off this podcast because I still need to run vault with one more character this week. I'll probably get it like today and then we'll all laugh about it. So, uh, <laughs> or I or I won't and we'll still laugh about it. So, yeah, yeah, I I get it being really frustrating running it twenty six times and not having it for the seal, but like I feel like you could still. I feel like you would be a lot less upset about, you know, the slot machine mechanic if it wasn't tied to the seal. I feel yeah. like, and, and I agree the balance is great, but I do think, and I agree also that it's important to have that element in the game because I, I, I do think it's a really cool feeling when you don't know if you're going to get something and then you do. Right. And there's an exotic that not everybody gets right. in a way because when you do have like a quest exotic, everyone can get it. And right. everyone, a lot of people will probably get it. Anyone who wants it will go and get it. And so it's kind of neat when you have something that, you know, not everyone gets. Right. Yeah, I think it's just the mentality of like, I see it from two perspectives. But just to say, and, you know, before we end this, I don't have the globes for my Warlock. And that's driving me the same oh, yeah. amount of crazy yeah. that you are. Because I have everything else. All the armor for my Titan, all the armor for my Hunter. I have the Vex, I have the Catalyst. I'm missing the gloves for my Warlock. Yep. And I main a Warlock and I want the whole set so I can put all the raid mods on it. Yeah. And I don't have it yet, <laughs> which is silly. And yeah, I have 28 clear so far. I just checked. Right. Yeah, I understand you. But like, I think in, this game is, and that's why I love this game so much. It, it attracts kind of two kinds of people, right? So if I see it from the fps player perspective i do feel like everybody should get everything and it should be a bit more fair and you know you're playing the game you're paying for the game you got your season pass whatever you're yeah you should get it it's gonna happen eventually fine but then i also see the other part like from like really hardcore mmo guilds that i was before and i think the last example i would be and i probably not a lot of you guys will relate but the marauder uh dungeon in in classic wow right there's a there's a ring that drops and has one percent chance of dropping. And when it happens, people will try to like literally buy you out. Like I'll give you this ton of gold so you don't roll on it because I want it. And you know some people are happy with the gold because they don't want the ring or whatever. But I had one friend that was so tired of it that he started running it and he said like I'll have to run it. And, and I know that's not how it works, but if you run it a hundred times, you know you're eventually gonna get it. But he didn't want to roll for it with other people, so he started doing it alone. And at first, it was hard, and then it became easier. And then, like he was doing it in like five minutes on his own. At some point, he got so good at it, and it took him forever. But he put in the work, and he got it, and he was happy, and it was like a whole experience, right? And that's like the uh, satisfaction that like someone that comes from like the MMO world gets from something. Like it's not like oh, I wanted the fastest. I, I... It's just you put in the work, even if it's just a purple, you're gonna get it eventually. Right. And that's the, the the fun memories for me are not when I complete something. Like I remember my flawless DSC and it doesn't feel as good as like when I killed some random spawn in, in Europa and it dropped me one of my first exotics and I was like, Whoa, this can happen. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a cool, important feeling, but at the end of the day, I also don't think it should be tied to the seal at all. You know? Yeah, no, I agree with that seal. Like, again, uh, I would rather personally go for the flawless, but then at the same time, I do think for most people, being tied to that collection is just way more achievable. Yeah. All right. So, on to our next topic. We were talking about PvP in general. Um, Will, I think you were the one who suggested this. Do you have any thoughts on PvP right now? Um, sl slug shotguns need to be. <laughs> 
adjusted. Um, okay. Oh, so. So, I don't think having slug shotguns. I, I probably said this last week, but you know, it's the same thing every week. Should be a two-shot body shot. Because right now, there's no incentive. Well, there, I mean, you know, there's an incentive to get the one-shot kill, but it just getting body shot by a slug and then immediately meleeed is just with the range those things have it's just ridiculous like it it's it doesn't reward any kind of precision you don't have to um you don't have to play to hit every single crit like you can just run in at somebody yeah. and then body shot them from 10 15 meters away and get the melee yeah. off which i you know i get it it's you know people are going to use whatever easiest to get the kill but i just think they need to be da- toned down to um, I, first of all, reduce the aim assist, at least the controller, because, I mean, it. there's times when I slide into somebody and we're point blank and they get the headshot, and it's like, well, how are you hitting my head when I'm sliding pat? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't sit well with me. Um, but I, I would like to see a three-shot body shot for Chaperone, or slugs in general, um, and then sniper, sniper aim assist on console, and flinch is also a big issue so i don't know that those are just my opinions that's i've been spending quite a bit of time in just, you know regular control but th- those are my main issues at the moment so do you so, think do you think snipers have too much aim assist and not enough flinch on console yeah well i mean like okay. there, there's there's times where i'm you know i'll slide into somebody with a so i have like a messenger with high cow and you know pretty much as good of a role as you could possibly get and i'll get them one shot and they just somehow hit a miraculous you know, one shot headshot, and I'll look them up, and they have less than fifty percent headshot accuracy with snipers. Yeah, it's just kind of like, I mean, like what? I mean, like, that that should be a thing. Like, you should not get the first shot on somebody, get somebody one shot, and then they can just randomly hit you. Like, I, the, I, I don't know what the avenue is to go about fixing that because I don't want to see snipers completely taken off. The, you know, like I don't want to see them unusable because I do enjoy that aspect of the game. But against somebody who you you know is not a necessarily a good sniper but like can hit a shot i don't i just think the sniper aim assist and the flinch needs to be toned down completely for console and at least controller let me ask you this because i i've 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 had this idea but i've also never been able to really justify completely but you seem to have a, a better kind of perspective on this what if they did something like in the original halo where if you got hit and you were in scoped it knocked you out of zoom in scope yeah d scope would that would that solve the problem or would that just be like a pain in the it would be more of a pain point okay i mean most of these people now who snipe they they don't get the first shot off as well you know i mean like you slide into somebody i would say 90 percent of my engagements i get the first shot off or have somebody weak to even to that point and then i just get randomly headshot because you know who knows and whether it's aim assist or frames or I, i don't you know i don't know the answer but I think D-scope is a good thing to look at, but I don't think that would that would just make a more of a pain point for more, like most of the community with snipers because yeah. most of these people are not getting the first shot off. Only your top tier players are pre-scoped angles, pre-scoped lanes. They know where people are going to slide in, you know, so, and so on and so forth. But there, there's some shots I, I even hit this weekend. I'm, I'm not a good sniper like by any means. That I'm just like I, I don't understand how that you know like my reticle will be 50 feet in the air and it'll say it's a headshot. I just don't right. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's an issue that needs to be at least talked about, if not addressed. So then, so then, what do you think snipers should be? Should they be a? You should have the skill to know when to peek around a corner, 
zoomed in and get that first shot off. And if you are, let's say, hard scoping and you just start getting tagged with a pulse rifle or a scout rifle, that you should still be able to get that shot off. And that's that's why I'm that's why I'm proposing the D scope as a mechanic, because then it punishes that person who's not necessarily got the quick aim and the the true aim to get that first shot off. Or do you think that that makes sniping then way too inaccessible? Again, I don't want to see snipers like obliterated because I, I, yeah, that's fair. I, I really I do. Here. What's up? Can I chime in here? Just yeah, as yeah, someone who plays a bit yeah. more sniper than shotgun, for example. I, I played it. Halo. I played I play a lot of PvP in other games. Uh, I prefer it in other games. That's true. I do play it here. But I do prefer snipers and shotguns. I, I feel like this uh, mentality that a lot of, you know, fellow Winters people like of, like, turning Destiny into a point-and-click adventure is not my kind of playstyle. But with snipers, the way you say this uh, on scoping thing, like, this scoping... I don't think it would be a good fix, and, and here's why. Like, the people who play snipers and lane are not the best snipers. People who, like, quick scope you and they still manage to get the shot, those are the guys who are really, really good at sniping. So if you make them this scope, for them it would not change much. And for the ones who do lane and do, you know, have the, the, the aim there at, at around the corner because they know that's the height of the guy that's going to walk by or whatever, if you descope them, all is going to happen is that they're going to turn around and try to get, instead of going for no distractions, I'm going to go for something that maxes out my handling so I can scope back in. And the weird thing that happens with this game, I think, is sometimes that, like, as it happens with countless other first-person shooters, the aim assist at that moment where you're scoping in is higher than when you're already scoped in. So it's going to make quick scoping uh, a thing. And I think that's not going to be the, the solution because I'm going back to what Will was saying, like with the shotguns, I don't like this point and click thing of like having a shotgun hip fire and get me in one shot. But I also think that the way they went about it and even coming from me where I do respect more like a chaperone headshot rather than a fellow winter's hip shot is, is obviously takes more skill. But I do think that they try to fix that hip shot thing of like making them a bit harder to use. So okay, these ones are nerfed, but now you know let's let's improve the slugs a little bit to make people gravitate towards that higher skill ceiling of like slugs and trying to get headshots. But they the, the, the chaperone is hitting like 13 meters right now, which is That's, insane. It's it's, it's too yeah. much, and I think they were not expecting that. I think they, it, but you can't nerf much. a whole entire archetype and not expect that. I mean. Slug's already good to begin with, but now they're, they're but just They didn't need to get better. Right? Oh, no, I, they, but they weren't buffed. They, they were just kept in the same spot. But, like, people before this were saying, like, you know, Slug's going to come out. You know, Slug's going to be a problem. Slug's going to be a problem. And, I mean, I, I, you know, I could be completely wrong or overstating my opinion. But I, I just think there, there's just – there's nothing more demoralizing than getting bodied from 15 meters out and then one shot meleeed. And it's like, but you didn't really do anything. Like, I, again, I would have been totally okay if they would have halved all shotgun range. Like, make it, you have to be in somebody's throat. But if you hit most of your pellets, like, say, 60, 70% of your pellets, it's a one-shot. But you have to play aggressive, and you have to be in people's face in order for that to work. You can't just, you know, be, be a certain ways away and still get that one-shot, that lucky one-shot kill. You have to be in somebody's face. But, yeah. but back to the sniper point. I don't think D, D scope would just make snipers um, 
even more of an inaccessible weapon. But I mean, like right now, they're they're pretty balanced. I just the whole fact that where you just I never can feel confident challenging a sniper when I get the first shot off because I don't know how his reticle is going to land after his flinch hits or you know what the RMG is when his reticle is settled after I'm hitting him. So that that that's the part to me that's just not. I don't know about that one. I think uh, my opinion at least would be make people have to time their shots when they're not like, so like between bursts with hand cannons or between bursts with pulse rifles, or even like t- trying to time with like an AR or something like that, like make people like time the other person's shot to where they have to get the shot off. when There is no incoming flinch. But that That's just the, you know, that's just my opinion. I, I just should not be getting, you know, fried. By some kid who I I have one shot with a high cal high impact pulse rifle that just doesn't sit well with me. But no, it's, I, it's, not, it's not because they're hitting the shot because like their aim is good. Because yeah. like, you know I mean like some people I looked up like they have like fifty forty percent headshot accuracy with snipers and that's probably not getting shot. But when they're getting shot they all of a sudden hit these shots which is like why am I losing that gunfight? It's not because I'm the worst player. It's because their RNG was better than mine and it just happened to land on my head and that's the, that's the issue I have with it. Yeah, no, and and I I completely agree with you because like, and we'll we'll bring this up in the next topic of conversation, but like, Jade Rabbit is one of my favorite throughout D one and D two exotics, and it always sucks so much when you get like two headshots and you're like, okay, I got this, I got this lined up because it it has that really sticky feel to it, and then they just snipe you, and it's like, but I, I started that engagement and I did everything in my power correctly, but just because of the way flinch works and all that, like they headshot me and it's like, like what's the point of scout rifles then if they can't challenge snipers. So I, I completely agree with you. I just, it's always a thought that I've had about the descoping thing and I've wanted to hear other people's opinions about it. And I, I, and I, I completely agree with you and I, I see what you're, you're getting at. It's just kind of something I wanted to like pitch as an idea and just kind of understand the, the mentality of why that wouldn't work. So I, I, I appreciate your guys's kind of explanation of that. Hmm. Yeah, I think I mean, the I ammo, if we can go into that, I think that's a topic that's come up recently, and I think that's a good topic to go into, like, the way to make shotguns less, you know, prominent in PvP would be to control ammo better. Like, all right, you, you made it so that the slug is going to be better than the other ones, because you want that crit shot to land, right? So there's a lot of ways to go about it. Like, first, I don't know, maybe spawn with only one round, you know? So that way you are like literally gonna get the headshot or a body shot melee or a body shot cleanup or something like that instead of two body shots with one shotgun and, and stop making people run around with secondaries as their primary. And uh, the only problem I see with that is that you're gonna punish snipers which, which are kind of in a good place I think in general. Like I, I do see the frustration but at the same time I think from the other perspective is like halo was always like that it, it wasn't like call of duty where like whoever started the encounter was most likely always going to win in halo you always had the chance of like if you were getting shot from the back you always had a chance to turn around and win that fight and i think that's a good feeling and i think that's a something i like from bungie games and it happens also in this game that if you shoot me with your Jade Rabbit twice, I can still manage to get a shot and, and kill you. And so that's also rewarding for me as a player, right? But uh, with the ammo thing, I, I wouldn't want to see snipers getting, you know, obliterated by this shotgun nerf that's eventually going to morph into something else. 
So what I would like to see, and this is uh, Will, I would like to hear what you have to say about this, but like take scavengers off of PvP. Remove yeah, them entirely I would from agree. PvP. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I, and also, I don't think if, if you get a kill on somebody, you should be the only one able to pick up that special ammo. There, yeah. there, should, be, there should be no other brick that somebody else could pick up. And again, I don't want to see snipers nerfed. I, I enjoy them. They're, you know, if I get sniped by a good sniper player, fine. That's you know I'm okay with that. But the fact where I'm winning a gunfight and landing my shots and somebody just whips out a sniper and then can just hit that headshot is what more is the problem for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, but I think if, if you use your shots to the sniper and you know, I'm totally okay with that. I, I have no problem with snipers besides that aspect. I, I think yeah, no, core oh, problem. No, you're you're fine. Um, I was just gonna say, I think the core problem at you know with everything right now in PvP is is special weapons, just yeah. in general. Agreed. Um, I yeah. think they they're you know, Will, you've said this before. Um, special weapons are just way too dominant, and I think there needs to be a serious change to special weapon economy. Just slugs, snipers, well, fugitives, whatever. Economy and primaries. I mean, if you look at primary one forties, you have to hit three crits. If you don't have three crits, then you're you're TTK'd. You're done against a good shotgun yeah. rusher. You're done. You can't yeah. do anything. You miss one shot. You're done. Mm-hmm. You know, back in D one, it was a two crit one body, and you could at least do something. You know, you could use your movement or whatever. But you miss one one sh- one headshot, not even a body shot. You're you're TTK. You're you're you know might as well reset the round. You're, you're not getting the kill unless that person whiffs their shot or your movements, you know, so good to the point where you can get out of it. But I, I think special weapons need to be addressed, the special ammo economy, but I think that's just a band or that's just a symptom. Like we also need better primary weapons. That's true. I mean they give people more incentive to play their primary before, you know. I, I have no incentive to play my primary on close range maps or like you know, like there's no reason because the TTK is so long unless I'm out of range. Yeah. I'm I'm playing my special over everything, and that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was running around with Bastion earlier this week, and I just think it's ridiculous that I can, you know, in elimination specifically, I spawn with two fusion rifle shots, with two Bastion shots, which are basically two free kills. So now I've killed 66% of the team single-handedly, and then I can scavenge for more. So I could basically, I went like 13.0 on Anomaly earlier this week with Bastion, and you can just keep picking up special ammo. And like you're saying, primary weapons can't challenge that. Right. Like Bastion's... Yeah, there, you know, there's just no reason to play your primary. Yeah. And I, I'm also of the opinion that if you're not getting kills, you should not get any super energy, but that's that's way out there. Or at least if you're not getting any kills, your super energy or your super regen should be doubled what it normally is. Oh, so you think that... that is that like a... I, I think that's an issue. I mean, the, trials. Well, the fact that I can get chaos reached by some... You know, I mean, I don't want to sound elitist, but like a player who normally wouldn't get kills in the game, he gets a super second round when I'm frying a team is just like, what What the hell? Like, this, sure. that's, there's no point in trying to get better at the game or trying to perfect your trials card or perfect your trials run or getting your, you know, trying to go for kills. It's just like, play the cheesiest shit possible so I can get my super in the second round. Yeah. And that, that's that's another this? aspect. Like locking your armor on trials, for example, not your I've guns, because that. I know that you, yeah, can, you can switch I, your guns I'm... depending on the team. But like, I hate when people are running, I don't know, transversive steps 
and then you know once they see that they're like 80 percent done with the super oh, sure. they, they switch the boots and just run yeah. into a wall sure. no no yeah then, i 100 agree with you bro that, that i don't that is a that's such a big problem it's just like what what's the point in trying to actually go for kills just putting the cheesiest shit possible but here's the thing though i don't want to go back to year one everything's slow we have no special ammo yeah. you know your supers take forever I don't want to have this weird power struggle of, well, we can't go back to Forsaken Era where you're super powerful, tons of supers, you're fast, all that stuff. And then we go back to this weird, you know, close to year one meta where it's everything's slow, you know, nobody nobody moves. And so yeah. I, I don't know what the answer well, is, when, but let me ask you a this, lot of symptoms. What do you what do you think about the end of the D1? crucible where where you start with two where you start with like a magazine and when you die you lose it and the only way to get ammo are ammo crate pickups that only appear periodically oh that's that's a great point i thought the end of year three and year one was was about as close as we'll get to a balanced good but i mean everything was usable the the only issue we had was sticky grenades yes and if I could trade off going back to that meta for what we have to deal with now, 100%, I would take it in a heartbeat. Well, because... I, I also feel sidearms were a little too, like, you were too, but, but, you but, were too rewarded for using them. Well, that's because they, they were the only archetype that spawned it with special ammo. Right. So if you wanted to use special ammo first round, you had to spawn with a sidearm, but, which then snowballs into whatever team wins a sidearm round now has special ammo. Right. So if you're not running sidearms the first round, you're going to have to wait for a heavy crate, which I didn't agree with whatsoever. I think take that off the table entirely, but I think get rid of the crates and make it kills reward special ammo. I think we're in a better direction than where we are now. Um, but as far as, far as year three goes, a D one, fantastic. I mean, the only thing, I mean, looking back on it now, like we, we thought stickies were such a big deal back then, but with all the broken stuff we have now, it's just hundred percent. Give me that back to what we have now. And I will say, I I jumped back into D1 probably a couple months ago, I think before this season started, um, just because I, I like to do that once in a while just to, to go back and play a couple missions and strikes and things like that. And I played some some Crucible for like half an afternoon, and it definitely, it is a different feeling. Um, and I, I don't necessarily know if it was the best, because I still think sidearms had an issue because they were the only ones that had the ammo that would constantly refill. Um, but it it felt like there was a lot more primary engagements um, after that. After that initial, like everyone starts with ammo, so you got some guys running around with shotguns and fusion rifles trying to blow their their stuff right away. But then, like the rest of the match seemed pretty uh, primary heavy, um, which I think was interesting. And I, I agree, we shouldn't go back to a completely primary like situation where both your weapons are are, are primary weapons. Um, but I, I think, I think that, yeah, I, I agree with all of you in that the sense, like we got to get rid of scavenger. Like it just, there's, it doesn't make sense that you can pick up more special ammo than the guy had in his weapon. Um, Absolutely. It, it's just like from a logical standpoint, how do you even explain that? But uh, yeah, I, I think, I think they need to make some changes and, you know, cause it, it is, it is crazy that you can just run around an entire match using your special and like never actually have to engage with a primary or just like disable scav mods for PVP. Yeah. I mean, like I, yeah. I should not be getting just two bricks for, for one kill. Yeah. And that's just, and I don't, I don't want to see a no special first round because then that doesn't give 
teams a chance to recover because then that first team that lost the first round, you know, you're out special ammo again. The other team has special ammo. They're going to sit on the crate with shotguns and you can't do shit about it. I don't want to see that. So I, I don't know what the complete fix is. I don't even know if there is a fix, but I don't want to go back to year three of D1. But I don't want that right now. It's just like, for example, I was playing Striker Titan the other night and I had 18 rounds most of the game in my shotgun, just shotgun mailing everybody. I didn't even use a primary. Right. It's just like that, that shouldn't be a thing. That's just so snowball-y. Mm-hmm. So I think it should be one round max. Um, and then maybe have a crate that spawns like, like, a, like a heavy and a special crate. So you have to pick which one you want to play. If you want to play a shotgun, you get the crate for... You know, you get more ammo for your shotgun, or if you want to play the heavy crate, you get one ammo shot, something like that. I don't know. So, what what do you like think about the uh, rumor for this mode that is going to be like no abilities? Like, I, I get that the scavenger should go out also on that one, hopefully. Like, I think at least for me, like someone who prefers gunplay rather than you know uh, magic. I would, yeah. I would go into that playlist. Like, right. so I but, but if, if I don't want to use like abilities, then I'll just go play variety. Call of Duty. Yeah, but if, if I don't want to play abilities, I'll just go play Call of Duty with no abilities and just grenades. Like, I, I want to play something that makes, you know, this, this game has so many different aspects of it. That's what makes it unique, is that I can play off of different you know, different abilities and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't want the first instinct to be play my ability because there's no point using my primary weapon, which actually, you know, where I actually have to hit shots. Oh, yeah, I get that. Uh, but at the same time, like, for example, me who like, I'll go on trials because of, you know, bounties, I'll do my PVP because of bounties or because I'm farming that 180 hand cannon that I want for PVE. So like, there's also incentive to go into PVP regardless, not, be- not because I'm enjoying it, <laughs> not because I want to just play PVP, but just because I feel like I have to or something. So like, if you give me the choice, you know, if I'm just in the mood for doing my bounties or if I want to do my catalyst for my vigilance wing or something. I'd rather go into that. And that's why a lot of people go into like momentum with, you know, random guns just to finish catalysts that require PvP only kills just because it's faster and quicker and you're not dying to, you know, being frozen all the yeah, time and stuff. So sure. like, I do think that, uh, yeah, it's not going to fix it, but I, what do you think about like giving the people options? Like, would options you try it out? For different game modes? Oh, so, I 100% yeah, try it out. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I would definitely try them out. Would they, are I they considered trials? No, I hope not. Okay, I was, I was just. If that's what you're asking, no, I, would, I, I really hope that. But, but like, that's what, that's why you play this game. Like, it's, it's so unique in the movement, the abilities, like how you know the move. Like, I don't even know. Like, it's, it's so different than any other game I've ever played that I don't want to see those aspects taken away, completely. Like, tone mm-hmm. them down, sure, but I don't want to see that stuff taken away because I want to make it more balanced or quote unquote whatever. I mean, this game will never be an esport. Like, it's, it's not going to nope. be some competitive shooter which i'm okay with so so give me my abilities but don't don't make it so that my first instinct is play my special and my abilities instead of using my primary weapon where like i actually have to hit shots with Mm -hmm. and then i also i also think there's a big risk reward issue right now for special weapons like grenade launchers there's no real risk unless you're up close but you can launch those things across the map exactly yeah you can launch, launch them across the map and find somebody you know get somebody one shot there's there's not enough risk reward and same thing with um um 
plugs, you know, you, you can straight line somebody, get the body shot off in melee every single time. I mean, like that's what you should be doing if you're not doing that. But I think there's a big risk reward issue. But again, I don't want to see us nerfed back to the point where the game is so you know, one dimensional and you, you can't find different ways to play. But it's that super fine balance between or OP, everything strong, movement, you know, reign supreme with gun skill, and to the point where it's like, okay, sit in the lane, not move, hard scope with the pulse rifle or a scout rifle because your super takes, you know, 10 minutes to regen. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, so. It's a hard question. I mean, I, I'm no game developer. I couldn't answer that either. But no. I think it's still important that we talk about it and, and, and voice our opinions, regardless of whether we have a solution or not. Just to, no, it's, it's super know. important. And I think yeah. a lot of people on both sides of the skill tier are pretty, you know, fed up with what we have right now. Sure, sure, absolutely. So, uh, any final thoughts before we move to the next topic? So if anyone wants to add anything, Rob, if you if you want to add anything. No, I I mean you guys are all kind of echoing the same sentiments. Where it's just there's parts of it that just kind of feel bad and. I mean, Rob, or not, sorry, not Rob, Will, you were saying right at the beginning of, of the, the podcast that you've been trying to use kind of quote-unquote off-meta stuff in the Crucible, and I think that that's when PvP is at its best and most fun is like, it's almost like right after new PV, like a Crucible sandbox patch comes out, and like no one's really sure what the meta is, and so you just have people trying anything and everything. And it's like, it's fun to do that and just kind of whip out stuff that you haven't used in a really, really long time, just kind of for the hell of it. Um, and I think that's when the game is at its best, when you can go in and not take it seriously. Um, I think inevitably, the more and more that you play with and engage in the game, you feel like you need to be playing kind of at your best, even if you're in in like control, just kind of casual play. I still feel like at a certain point, if I'm if I'm goofing around too much, like it gets a little like you just constantly getting one shotted by everything and people are sliding all over the place and you're not. You, you feel like you eventually kind of have to gravitate towards the meta in some capacity, uh, and it just sucks when it kind of sticks its ugly head up and it's very apparent like, OK, now, you know, we've talked about this, that like slug shotguns and punching are kind of what what you do now. Um, and it just. I just like I like when you have the when you are encouraged to diverse more and more. Um, I guess I don't know where I'm going with the statement other than just like, I, you know, you, you guys oh, are all, I, I, you're echoing the same sentiments that I feel and that I, I think I think special ammo is the root cause. I don't necessarily know what the problem or what the solution is either. I think the simple thing is to say just get rid of scavenger perks because there, there's no justification for kind of that snowballing and yeah if you can run around the entire match and have 18 shotgun shots and that's all you're using clearly there's something wrong with that no for sure i 100 percent agree with that but but it's just like this where you we're finding what's good because everything is bad instead of finding what's fun because everything is good exactly that's and that's that's a, what that's i do not way. enjoy yeah because i don't want to have to feel like i have to use this specific archetype or specific weapon I feel like I can compete. You know, I, I want everything to be usable, everything to be good to the point where I can have fun and use whatever instead of, well, this archetype's good because everything else got, you know, nerfed. Yeah. So I'm forced to use this one archetype or one perk or, you know, whatever it may be. So that's where I'm at. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So for our third topic, uh, we can transition this pretty smoothly into this topic. We're talking about our favorite exotics. So to relate to our previous ones, since we were just talking about PvP, we can talk our favorite PvP exotics. So Robbie, I think this is the topic you suggested. So is there any exotic in PvP right now that you are particularly fond of? It doesn't have to be the best exotic, but maybe something you're enjoying using. Oh, yes. There is a PvP exotic that I've been using way more than I should, I think. And yeah, it's maybe not the best or anything, but I have so much fun with it. And I feel rewarded by landing my shots. And it's my... I have a god roll Hawkmoon. Rangefinder, small boar, smooth boar, whatever mm. it's called. It's amazing. I love it. I'm jealous. Uh, I think 140s are nice right now. They're, they're in a really fun place where like a lot of them feel good. Like, I don't feel like 120s uh, got that big of a nerf, but they got a big nerf enough, you know, to, to be able to be like, all right, I think my 140 can, can compete. I've seen a lot of Ace of Spades lately, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Hawkmoon, mm -hmm. Hawkmoon has been, uh, it's been great for me. I love it. Maybe it's just because my role is so good. I have no idea. But I, I love guns that reward me for landing my shots. So like, uh, for example, the Jade Rabbit, I love how it feels, but I think it's like kind of backwards. Like you will get a bit of extra damage after you get a few body shots, right? So it kind of rewards you for like the time you don't miss. And uh, the Hawkmoon rewards you when you, you know, when you hit your shots. And I, I love that in guns. Yeah, yeah. I, I like how it works. And I like how it looks too. I've always liked how it looks. I yeah, wish the sound, the, I think the sound on exotics, dude. The sound makes it for yeah. for most it's of them. Like, cool. Yeah, it it feels good too. It feels it so good. Feel good. I use it in PVE just because it's fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I've, I've been messing around with Hawkman too. I I got both the ornaments. I will say the black one, like the Ashen Wings one, kind of yeah. takes up the screen a little bit. So a little too much. I agree. Yeah, I I really like that one, but it just kind of makes the ads a little funky to me but i wish they had the carrion ornament from destiny one oh yeah that was good blood is spattered oh, the over blood the barrel, yeah, barrel. yeah that was awesome yeah, stick. yeah for sure uh, well, i'm super happy you brought that up because 140s are in a great spot i just want to see the two shot or the two crit one body come back yeah yeah Rob, do you have a favorite? I know Robbie mentioned Jade Rabbit, and you said you might want to bring that up. Do you have a favorite PvP exotic right now? Uh, so right now, I'm not using Jade Rabbit that much. That's It's always kind of in my backup in case a match isn't going well. I'll like throw it on, and at mm -hmm. least it, it raises my self-esteem a little bit. <laughs> um, I mean, the way the way map design is right now, there's not much that's like supportive of of 150 rpm scout rifles and and robbie i will 100 percent agree with you that the fate of all fools is kind of it's not helpful at all in this uh meta and i don't if i remember correctly i don't think getting a body shot and then a headshot will offset enough damage to even make up for it like you have to land three headshots i just i've always liked it because it felt so good and so sticky that it, it's one of the easiest to just land three consecutive headshots on uh and i i love when i can like and i get kind of in a groove and a cadence with it and i just i feel like i can i can rule the world um when i'm using it and i and that is how i felt back in d1 as well like i've always loved to use jade rabbit um but probably kind of in the current pvp sandbox meta um i i love using mita multi-tool um 
and it, it for exactly that reason in that it's a it's a multi-tool um and because it's got the 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 aim down sight you know radar um and the the high cal rounds and it just it feels good um that's like typically when i'm playing pvp what i rock in terms of of like a good to go um exotic but i i would say it just in general my favorite overall like throughout the course of the entire franchise. Yeah, it's probably been Jade Rabbit. Um, but I I still have like a soft spot for things like Last Word too. Not necessarily because they're like the best, just in in general, when I think of the the lore and the fantasy aspect of Destiny, I think the two exotics that scream out and really identify what makes this game feel so unique and special are always going to be Last Word and Thorn. Because Mm -hmm. you have these two weapons where there's like a deep, rich history behind the two of them. And they've always had some kind of like interesting place in the game for better, for worse. Um, But they're not necessarily my favorite exotics, but I definitely think that that as long as Destiny exists, there's going to be an identity, an aspect of it that's always going to be associated with those two weapons and kind of like what they what they mean for like the entire game, both from a, a lore perspective and gameplay perspective. But yeah, I'll T, the TLDR is uh, Jade Rabbit. So and cool. get the catalyst for it. The, the stability on the oh, Jade yeah. Rabbit once you oh. have the catalyst. Oh wow. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I just want to add to um, you mentioning the last word in Thorn. I think the Tex Mechanica weapons from like a like destiny like what makes destiny's aesthetic aesthetic so unique is really important because oh, yeah. all the text mechanic weapons are really cool because they are like that western vibe yep. like dead man's tale and it's cool that destiny is one of those games one of like the only games where you can have your character be like a crazy space wizard and wear a bunch of like glowing armor and shoot you know purple oh, balls yeah. out of your hands yeah. but also be using like a six shooter yeah i'm a space cowboy myself no 100 i i I don't know how long i've been reading posts where people were like for the love of god give us a lever action scout rifle that's a tech weapon like that's it's so blatantly obvious that it should have existed after after we got the chaperone and they they introduced kind of that lever action aesthetic with that it's like oh yeah we're gonna get a henry repeater at some point and we did and it's Mm -hmm. awesome and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the aesthetic like yeah, what are what are the the aspects of the game that make it like the aesthetic so unique and stand out? Yeah, one hundred percent. The space wizards with a six shooter that you literally, when you brandish it, like you spin it in your in your finger, you know, and then you do the. I love fight. The So awesome! So That's awesome! So cool! Yeah. Will, what about you in PvP? A exotic weapon that you either think is like the best right now, or something that you've just had fun using. Um. Prometheus lens, so oh, yeah. underrated. Mentioned that, yeah. So much fun, awesome. Um, tracer rifles are actually in a weirdly good spot. Like, yeah, they're, they're not gonna, you know, get you free kills or you know whatever. But like, they melt, man. Like, <laughs> you're saying, look, looking for something to have fun with, or you know, you can. I mean, like you, for example, Prometheus lens, like which I didn't even know because I don't use this gun enough. Actually, like reloads. It's basically like subsistence. And yeah. exotic it reloads your whole entire mag after a kill which i did not know that so i've been working kill? yeah yeah prometheus oh, lens is it reloads your whole entire mag after a kill no way yeah so I, i've been playing around with that and i was like wait this is kind of good so that's been <laughs> fun to use um i have to finish the catalyst on that and um cloud strike cloud strike is 
Oh if, yeah. If they had snapshot, it would be probably the best sniper in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a whopping what sixty-eight aim assist. Like, and the next highest is I think the Eye of Soul, which can oh. only go to which can go to seventy-eight with uh, depth um targeting. But Cloud Strike is disgusting as well, and it has like the three tap or the three kill potential on one shot if people are standing close enough together. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, like, yeah. something I've been using the most, though, is probably Prometheus Lens. It's it's pretty nasty. And like, Trace Rifles in general are actually in a pretty decent spot in PvP. So, huh. What's the intrinsic perk on Wave Splitter? Because now I'm curious. I didn't realize. Um, that one ramps up damage different. over time, I believe. That's right. That's right. Because I remember Wave Splitter was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Wave Splitter came out. But isn't there, isn't there also something if you have Orbs of Light, it does. Uh, it overcharges oh. it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Which is why it's like mm-hmm. funny that it's never gotten a catalyst. Because <laughs> again, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. so many so things I, are on a catalyst so that need a catalyst. I've got it pulled up on Light GG. So supercharged batteries collecting an orb of power grants a short period of maximum power that starts with an automatic reload. So and you know because the, okay. the power like fluctuates or it oscillates when the trigger's held down. So yeah. I, I know what I will be playing with the rest of the day. <laughs> and the stability is insane too, especially for trace rifles. Like the stability is pretty big. Yeah, trace rifles yeah, are, are that's, fun. I mean, but like it's it's just weird how like decent they are. I mean, like again, you're not gonna stop somebody, you know, flying at you mock speed with a you know, a winter's live, but you know they're fun. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at cold hearts on light GG right now. It says cold hearts laser does exponentially more damage the longer it remains on a target. And I'm curious how that translates to PvP. I don't think I think you're killing them I faster than it ramps up. Yeah, I haven't seen that one nearly as yeah. much as Prometheus Lens and Wave Splitter. Yeah. Hmm. So it sounds yeah. like it would be good theoretically. Theoretically it would, but I don't know how fast that ramp up is in PvP compared yeah, to that's, PvP. that's what I was wondering. And it's probably more of a PvP thing because it probably takes too long yeah. for And we got all those mods for over. Trace Rifle or um yeah, Trace right. Rifles this season too. So so you're saying it's you should good. put scavenger on it? I'll oh, put scavy on, <laughs> put double reload, <laughs> double targeting. Boy, no reason to play anything else. Yeah. So that's so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> it's fun though. It's so fun. <laughs> well, you know what? It is a video game. You know, true, as much true. as we, yeah. you know, rant about this, we got to remember it is a video game. So. <laughs> At the end of the day, if you're having fun, then it's doing its job. Yeah. Right. It's it's something you need to try out. It's not gonna win you any games or completely overpowering but it's fun mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. absolutely um all right so we're nearing the end of the show uh does anyone have any final thoughts yeah, on exotics what's, what's your favorite exotic oh yeah my favorite i didn't even name mine yeah for pvp right now my favorite exotic is bastion <laughs> that's, that's the best one but i don't know if that's my favorite i certainly have fun with it because you know I do win, and winning is fun. But if I had to pick something else for PvP, I don't really use a lot of exotic. But if I said PVE, uh, Wither Horde is really good. I have fun with Wither Horde. That's really good. No, 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 no. That's that's not okay. So two things. First of all, we should do a PVE discussion about this. But you said okay. what's your what's your favorite? Not necessarily what's good or meta. I don't what's use the... exotics in PvP though. There's not like something like you don't have like a secret like power fantasy where you like using Skyburner's Oath because you just love the idea of like lobbing uh, slugs. That's me in I, PVE. I go I, over, I put that bitch on. That's all I use. Not in PVP. I'm I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look right now. 
I don't have yeah. anything in my inventory that I use besides right. Bastion. Well, so then, okay, what are your what favorite? Hawkmoon? Hawkmoon? You said you're using Hawkmoon in PvE. No, that was PvE. I don't use oh. PvE. Using PvE. Yeah. Well, what are what are your favorite PvE exotics then? Like Will, what are you, what do you got? Um. So yeah, Skyburners is really fun. Even Trace Rifles in PvE are really fun too. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and Tikus, I love Tikus. Still. Yes, yeah, it's, it's still so much fun. I mean, like not not in like GM content because there's no like overload or that kind of stuff, which is discussion in itself because I don't want to be restricted. But in PVE, if you're just like going around just shooting random stuff and there's no champions, and it's not like in game content. It's super fun to play with. Yep, I was really proud this one. Yeah. For me, for PVE, I gotta say Ariana's bow. It's yep. amazing. I love it. It's my favorite PVE exotic in the game because. Is it a sniper? Is it a hand cannon? Is it a... It can be anything. I love it. It's useful whenever I see someone, whether it's, you know, low-end content or a grandmaster, if you have Ariana's bow on, you're doing good, man. Especially the catalyst people, grind it out. It's yep. amazing. Yep. That, well, I, love, so how I, it feels, love how it sounds, love how it looks. I agree. I yeah, it's, it's 100% my favorite um, uh, PvE exotic for that reason because you can go into any content and it's got some utility you can take it into raids you can take it into like gm nightfalls like it's fun just to even dick around with it like in strikes and things like that so i i i'm so glad that someone else thinks that ariana's vow is wonderful even in pvp i use it sometimes just for the body shot and then clean yeah. up with something else i honestly that gun yeah it's it's so much fun so yep. Deathbringer with Catalyst is insane. I use that in like GMs. You you get somebody on the champion, you fire that shot, you know, ten feet over the champion's head, gone. Wipe. You don't have to worry about him. So I'm so, I'm embarrassed to admit I have the Catalyst. I have not completed it. Dude, what it, is it is. Does it just increase the damage? Well, no. So it makes it so that you don't have to shoot you as, have to high shoot as high as you for your dark descent to reach maximum impact. Yeah. Got it. Okay. It's disgusting against champions and even boss DPS. Like you breach and clear somebody and then you hot swap to the Deathbringer, shoot above their head. You're, you know, you're frying whatever it is you're shooting at. Got it. If right. we're talking power fantasy, I'm really disappointed that Sleeper Simulant is not the best linear fusion rifle compared to yeah. Thread Needle. It's kind of a bummer. Because, I mean, so I've cool. always liked Sleeper. Just, it looks really cool. It feels cool. It sounds cool. It's it's one of those destiny weapons that has. So has that been pocket. like tested? Like that's not as good or yeah. yeah, yeah. I think well, for, 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 for boss damage, threaded needle with Borpal still does more damage than that one. The only way to make it like actually do more is if you instead of shoot the boss in the head, shoot it at the ground and have all five little rays bounce and hit the boss, which is insanely hard to do. So it's not even you know. But does that does that do more damage than yeah. like a precision shot? Once it bounces, the rays do more damage than if you do a direct hit. So you would need to be in a super specific situation where you have a boss that doesn't move around much and you have somewhere to bounce it off and actually hit him with it and land all five. So it, that's why the threaded needle with Borpal is just, you know, it's easier to land those crit shots with Borpal on right. the boss instead of trying to bounce them off something. Right. And oh, you can get I something can... like rapid hit on there and just that, yeah, that's that what way I have like reload and yeah. And it fires yeah, more yeah, shots too. It's right? a shame. That, that gun deserves some love for sure. Yeah. And are, are linear fusions like good for DPS or, you know, where, where are they sitting compared to everything else like an Anarchy? 
the problem with them right now is that they don't do much as like they should be for dps on bosses right but they're not they're really like ad clears and if you want a good one it's going to be an ad clear one yeah okay. yeah they're not in a good spot yeah really they're not in a, even with the buff last season even with yeah i mean you just said it now with the deathbringer like rocket launchers are still just not that much better. yeah well but, but i mean like i don't use anything else for my deathbringer so, so I, I don't know what else is that's because you don't have anarchy yet I know, bro. <laughs> Zeno, carry me through a raid instead of Xenophage does does pretty well too. I I still like Xenophage because yeah, that's also like the like the arena's bow. He's like you you can take it into anything and yeah, do with it and it's exactly. fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just got Xeno this week. <laughs> have, really? have any of you ever yeah. used Leviathan's breast breath breast breath to do a grandmaster? <laughs> oh my god, what? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. Yes, I have. I love okay. it. Okay. It's good, yeah. I don't, I don't have that either. That's I used something to I last used to season. Is it worth getting it? Yeah. I, I mean, personally, I don't know. Robbie, do you have a different opinion? I don't think it's worth getting. The white spread. Yeah. I love it for a lot of things. Like, dude, you can use it to invade on Gambit and one shot people. You know, Does it, it has intrinsic body shot one shot. Right? Yeah, it body shots one shot on PvP. Like that one is on my top f five of like favorite. No, top three of favorite exotics actually. I don't. Wow. It's so underrated. You know that like if you actually like let's say one like Tanix for example, a boss that doesn't move. If you have like the shots of the Leviathan's breath all perfectly timed, you're gonna do more damage with it in like the amount of of. Uh, Arrows that you have than a whole Sinophage round of shooting it will do. Like it does more DPS than Sinophage, and it's okay. just as easy Isn't to the use. Draw time, like you're you're waiting to like the next expansion for it to draw finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but exactly. But if you time it and don't go past that and get the perfect shot, and it's it just does more DPS, and it's still easy to use. It's just that you know Sinophage is easier to use. All right. Right? Just, just to put Oath Keepers on, and you'll be fine. What the hell is an oath keeper? Oh, the exotic that gives you perfect uh, draw time for hunters. Yeah, uh, you can no. keep it held down, and it will. Yeah, you, know, stay you can hold forever. it indefinitely. I think it was originally meant for wish ender. Uh, yeah, but, but use those. Like, if you want to have fun this week, you will. Whoever actually, whoever's listening, put those arms on on your hunter. Take your Leviathan's breath into Gambit and invade. Do you not take it in the trials. One body shot, everybody. Why yeah, would you use Leviathan's breath harder. IQ players you to get heavy. Remember that. It's easier to get heavy on Gambit, though. That's all. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Easy to get heavy? On Gambit? Gambit? It is. Uh, I get, like, one brick per ten games. Well, well you don't to try. There's thing in the world on, you go and pick it up. Put on Aeon Swift. I don't go pick it up because, you know, Dredge and Dad 69 is over there camping heavy ammo from the moment I spawn in the game. <laughs> you, you need to camp the spawn. Now, usually we'll let the guy who's gonna invade pick up heavy. Oh, so. I usually just go into gambit and get my bounties done and sit in a corner until they lose. So it sounds like you need to have another discussion sometime about gambit. That would be fun. I'm sure that would be Yeah, I'm done. Not, not toxic at all. Such a, no. it's like such a sad game mode. It's like it could have been you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it could no, have been I... so cool, but now it's just like this meme at this point. Yeah, it kind of is. I have one more exotic to talk about. Oh yeah, what's your PvP exotic? I still haven't settled on that because I still, don't, I still don't know. But I, there's a cool, there's a cool one. 
no one talks about it that much. I just think it's cool. Not that it's necessarily good or anything. I, Izanagi's Burden, I think, is really cool in terms of, like, power fantasy. Having, like, this big, like, sword-looking sniper rifle. You can overload the magazine, put four shots into one. I think that's cool. It's always been fun. That. And, and it looks cool, and it sounds cool. And I like the black armory aesthetic. The, you know? The, the the symbols, or that or remember when it had Outlaw on it? It did have Outlaw. Is it not on? Yeah. Oh, it's got no distractions now. It's no so good because you could hit something and yeah. then proc your four times honed edge shot <laughs> instantly. With... Oh, you can also do it on PvP. You spawn with the two rounds, you make it into one, and that's it. Body shot, one kill. No, it can't two shot, one body shot. Or two round, one body shot. Is it? Does it have to be four? It has to be four. Tough. But I yeah, mean, that one has the best ornaments, honestly. Those sword yeah, ornaments. Like sword, yeah, just I bought World Shaper from Eververse. That one's so cool. Do you guys what know what that, that one is? Oh, what is that one? Where it literally looks like a giant sword. It is a literal giant sword. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got that one. Yeah. Seven, dude, it kind of looks a little amazing. goofy with it. I love it. Looks like it looks sick, though. What, 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 like, that should be like a thing where if you're like out of ammo, you can just like grab it by the handle and just start swinging at people. Like Monte Carlo has the bayonet. Yeah. I love that's, that gun, man. That's always been a missed opportunity. Honestly, yeah. dude, I used to, I remember when I was like, you know, at the game for the beta, and I was running around with Monte Carlo and thought it was the like, greatest thing ever. People were like, wait, using Monte Carlo? And I get kicked out of raids for using it. It was, <laughs> it was so bad. I love that gun, man. It was so sick. Yeah. Dude, oh, by the way, just one thing. Uh, thanks for bringing back the catalyst for Isanagis. I love it. But uh, Bungie, can you please bring back the Whisper of the Worm Catalyst too? Can we get the Outbreak Catalyst, man? I fucking love that gun, but I can't get the Catalyst, so I can't use it. Oh, that or, was so cool. I remember if I, I can get it, then I don't know. I don't know how you get it. If it's you have to do the mission on like hard and like unlock a bunch of different things. Or to get something. the to get the Catalyst for Outbreak Perfected. Yeah. Like right now. Yeah. Oh, you can't. Yeah. I, you can't get it now. I don't think they've. But, that, but that's Ooh. so stupid. Why would you take an aspect? Of, I don't know. Oof, that tilts me. Yeah, like, should, why would you take an I mean, I'm I'm glad they brought some of them back, like Isanagi's last season. Right. So, but we're still missing some, and yeah. especially for players who didn't play like me, some of them I don't have the catalyst for. Like, yeah. I want it. It definitely is a bummer. Well, so the both the whisper and the outbreak catalysts were. A bit of a a bit of a grind to get. Well, not a grind, but they were they were definitely it's hard. Another catalyst wasn't just like a random job. Yeah, well, it's true. It was deterministic, so you could earn it. But what what did the catalysts do? Was it just like more nanites or whatever? Yeah, more nanites and more damage. I think. Okay. I love that gun from D one, dude. That gun was oh, so cool. But <laughs> I also want a thorn catalyst. I don't know how long it, that's been in the database since like Forsaken. So. I don't know what they're waiting yeah. on with that. How did, how did Lumina get a catalyst before Thorn? Lumina has a catalyst? Yeah. yeah it does. You, uh, you, generate, you generate a second. Uh, like Hawkman. Hawkman came out and oh, got a catalyst okay. in a month. I know. And they're still waiting on a Thorn catalyst. I know. And La Last Word hasn't got one either. So it's just like, mm -hmm. what, like what are we, you know? I, I don't want to in the heart roast them, but it's kind of like. What would the Last Word catalyst do? I don't know. More more stability or something yeah why, why don't they make it the opposite of the dead man's tail you know how that one becomes faster when you shoot from the hip make the other one like 
slower so that would actually be interesting so like like, catalyst does something yeah so the the catalyst basically turns it into the first curse which was uh so in d1 robbie there was the last word was in in d1 uh and then they had by when taken king came out they had a quest to make so you could get the first curse which was uh a precision kill final blow would refill the magazine and what like for the rest of that magazine you'd have like super high aim assist and range i think but it was a it was a one at that time it was a 110 rpm uh hand cannon so it was basically the inverse of the last word where it was like a super slow firing high precision that rewarded you for getting precision kills so it'd actually be kind of interesting if they did that with the catalyst where essentially yeah you, you inverted it uh with respect to like what dmt does and yeah, you kind of make it in the same vein as first curse. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would, and be that would make it uh, a good gun to take. Like talking about what we were saying, make this some of these primaries like fun and viable on PvP. You know? Yeah, so oh, you would have the hip fire. Yeah. Well, but you have the hip fire for close range, and then you have this precision shot. Yeah, I I would rather see like a blanket like bring everything up. But yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, we're we're we... going to get a chaperone catalyst later. It's going to be like plus 400,000 aim assist. <laughs> well, we, we, I mean, we talked about this in one of the other podcasts. So I think it's just, and they, they addressed this in one of the TWABs recently where they said like, for the, the, the exotics that don't have a catalyst, we're working on just outright just giving them the ability to, to have the kill counter and the multi-kills give orbs, orbs. Which, I, which I think in, in, some of the, in some of these cases, like with something like Thorn, I feel like it's in a pretty good spot as is. Like it does a lot of different things, and the mark of the devourer, and like all all that would like genuinely just be increased in quality of life if the multi kills granted orbs. Like that would Mm -hmm. that would already sort of feed into what its ability does with mark of the devourer. Like you're chaining kills, so generating orbs would would feed into that. And I don't think you necessarily need to like give it some added effect like you could do like what they did with lumina where you generate two of those little uh orb things for the the soul devourer but like do you know do you know how much more like chase there would be if everything got a catalyst oh i agree i i I, there'd there'd be much more content (laughs) um but i i just think like some of these like i i get the feeling they're just holding off on it because they haven't settled on what a reasonable catalyst for it would be and they don't want to like release it and and have it be broken or something in some ridiculous way so or even like, underwhelming or underwhelming right so it's like i don't know at this point i would take the 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 kill counter and the multi kills granting orbs like, are we getting some kind of exotic weapon last next season that why didn't we get one this season i don't know I thought, I thought every we season we've had at least like, well, like I, we need like a pvp and a pve one like example this exotic for the titan bonus is to guarding with swords like what <laughs> who's gonna use that you know Guard like, with swords so supposedly if you were trying to one man solo flawless prophecy that was like not necessarily the worst exotic in the world to use really yeah because hmm. it, it helps with keeping you alive so interesting interesting although that was i think when the, before they fixed swords to not consume ammo when you blocked if i remember correctly i could be wrong um because i don't even have that exotic for for titans but i've watched like streamers use it um but i i i mean we can and we can save this for another conversation that yeah there's 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 
there's probably some exotics that need some some love and some rework uh, that just don't really seem to have a place in the sandbox currently. Um, oh yes. But I think I think that's always going to be. I've heard people make the argument like you can't you can't have every exotic be equally relevant all the time. Oh, for because, sure. Because yeah. then nothing nothing's going to feel special and unique, and you're always going to have like those like go to reliable like celestial nighthawk for raids is always mm. going to be something that's like if you're if your damage is not outputting where it should be you can throw that guy on and at least have a little more output you know or or like conduction time or i guess crown of tempest for for like arc uh warlocks like that just has like infinite utility and always something that you can do but it just sucks that there's other ones that just no one's ever touching uh like when was the last time you saw someone use winter's guile um, you know, I'm probably upsetting someone by saying that. But I apologize. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, 100% agree. Like, I want to run the stack and look like a freaking reindeer, but like, I can't because I can't whip out my shotgun fast enough without using Ophidians. Right. So. Legend of Acrus. That's the one I want. Dude, I love that Based. gun in year one. I, no, that's all fun. I used in Trials of the Nine, bro. It deserves to be used. better than what it is. It does. I think it was like aiming a truck. Yeah, the sound it made. Oh, it is a truck. Like You're right. Frying somebody in a super as they turn the corner. Like... <laughs> so much fun. I just wish there were more places where it would like justify, you know, using. Wait, how, it. how do you even get that now? I don't think you can. You can uh, get it on the kiosk. Yeah, you can buy. Oh, it. that's and right. And the catalyst is dropping yeah. actually, which I have now. But yeah, honestly, Ooh. the only place I use it is on Last Wish, like clearing ads and uh, DPS on on the ogre. Oh, on Last Wish, Legend of Akers, amazing. Really? Oh, yeah. I yes. people. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. I'll have to go back. This is actually but, a lot of good... situational. Like, I, well, there's, there's a lot of good weapons I need to go back in for um, on Last Wish that have been on Sunset. So apparently the, the Pulse, I want to get a good roll on. The Hand Cannon, you know, could be decent at some point. And then the Scout Rifle, um, I also want to get a good roll on. Or wait, can you get the, can you get the Dreaming City Scout Rifle from the raid? Transfiguration I... drops from the raid, but it was never sunset. You could still get it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I swear I play the game, guys. Don't like, don't throw me off the podcast. But uh, the auto rifle is really good too. The auto rifle got an amazing roll. That one was on sunset. It's uh, supposed to be oh, dropping now, and it has an amazing roll now. What's that called? The Oracle Eight O. The, uh, that one's good. The, the I, curated role's pretty fun too. The fourth times the charm rampage. Oh yeah, I think I have. I think I have that. Yeah, that was cool. Fun. I want the pulse, man. That pulse looks sick. Is that I the think, kinetic one? Chattering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It can get rampage and outlaw and rampage and some other stuff. The like, the unique like one off uh, archetype that literally has like no other. Okay, another thing. I want to <laughs> see a rapid fire pulse, exact pulse. We don't have any. We have no rapid fire pulses. 540s? Yeah, okay. We've never had one. Oh. I, I, I think. Hold on, let me let me double check this. Sure? Yeah, the five forty RPM. There's no pulse in the game, it's a five forty. That's interesting. Maybe the closest thing is outbreak uh, reflected. Right, and that's a four fifty. It's a yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's actually really good in PvP. I don't know if you guys have tried it out, but it's actually Outbreak, it's actually really always good. fun. And that sound that it makes when you get a headshot kill is yeah, <laughs> the always yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, that gun's actually really viable. Yeah, cool. We have we have no rapid fire pulses in the game that are exotic. 
Well, we are kind of veering off topic here, so we'll save some of this for a future episode. <laughs> and we'll wrap it up. So, anyways, thank you guys for listening. As usual, we are here every Monday. So check back in next week, and we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Ciao. Questions, comments, or something else you want to say? Email us at eventideradio at gmail.com or get in touch with us at any of our Twitter handles, all of which can be found in our podcast description.